So the Sixers get smacked around in game one by the Miami Heat. They drop it by a final score of 106 to 92. The Heat jump out to a 1-0 series lead on a historically bad shooting night from the Sixers. We will break it all down. Let's go. Perfect. 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 What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome on into Philly Take with RB. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Be sure to ring the bell so you don't miss any of the content. We're live every single game and covering the series via post-game recaps just like this one. Today we're back, and the Sixers, well, they started out hot. They kept themselves in the game through the first half. The second quarter was great. They were actually leading by one at halftime, and you know, this is a game that you wanted to steal. This was the first game I thought this was an advantageous game for the Sixers to try to come out here and hit them with a little blindside, right? Hit them with something they weren't expecting and try to go out to a 1-0 lead because we all know, realistically, the Sixers need to try to steal one here in Miami. But the reality of the matter is the Heat stepped up in the second half. Their energy, their aggression just completely outmatched the Sixers. And, well, we fell flat on our face, and the Heat ended up just blowing us away. I know they won by 14, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, if they had kept their guys in, like, they probably would have won by 20-plus. Um, and the Sixers just have to rebound and bounce back. Now, there were a couple reasons why the Sixers lost this game primarily. <clears throat> but even on top of that, which we'll talk about, you know, people are very displeased with Doc Rivers again because just like every game this season, you can't just lose. You can't just regularly lose a game. No, you have to add a little spice on top of it, a little cherry on top, if you will, um, and we'll talk about that as well. But first and foremost, I just want to highlight, um, obviously, I'm not getting too over-hype you know, about this. Uh, I'm not too mad. I thought the Sixers had a pretty good effort in the first half. But, you know, what really does frustrate me is that I do feel that this was a winnable game. When you look at how the pace of the game was going, when you look at how the Sixers were playing, obviously, you know, missing Joel Embiid, you're not going to have a good chance to win a playoff game. That is the fact of the matter, and, you know, it's going to be tough. The Sixers need to try to steal one, but I did think that this was the game to steal, and based off, you know, how we were playing and just based off the momentum we had, I thought a couple different decisions might have won us this ball game. Now, the reasons that we lost in my eyes, there's two main reasons. Number one, uh, the Sixers shot absolutely terrible. This was a historically bad shooting night for the Sixers, and let me be honest, Miami, I'll give them their credit. They came out and adjusted in the second half, I don't think Miami set the world on fire. I don't think they played overly well or, you know, they were, I don't think Miami was just like some flash, you know, that it was like, oh, we're not even matching with this team. Miami didn't play that well. They shot 25% from deep in this game. The problem was the Sixers shot 17% from three in this game, six for 34. Now, some of it, I will credit Miami's defense. And, you know, I said this in my preview video. The Sixers are going up against the Heat, who are a much better perimeter defending team than Toronto. It is what it is. The Heat are a top five defense in the league. They have guys who are going to come out and pressure you from every angle, and that's just the reality of it. You know, the Sixers shot 40-plus percent from three in five of the six games against Toronto. That might not be the case here, but the problem is without Joel Embiid, you need to set the world on fire, and even not shooting too well, from deep, well, we were in the game. But, you know, 6 for 34, that's just not going to cut it any way you look at it. And, uh, you know, the only way to put it is nobody hit shots. Nobody stepped up. You know, you had Tyrese Maxey go 1 for 6 from deep. Uh, Tobias Harris 1 for 4. Niang 0 for 7. Harden 2 for 7. Danny Green 1 for 5. It was just absolutely terrible. 
And if we shoot a little bit better, well, we maybe win this game. Uh, the second reason I thought we lost this game was because of Doc Rivers' uh, decision to stick with DeAndre Jordan. Now, everybody was kind of anticipating what was going to happen with Joel Embiid out. We probably, I'd say the majority of us thought we were going to go with Paul Reed. I thought at some point we would see DeAndre Jordan maybe as a backup. But Doc decides to start DeAndre Jordan, and he he also went with him in the second half, which we'll talk about. Um, but for the entire time that DeAndre Jordan was on the floor, 17 minutes, you know, he was a minus 22. He got cooked on defense. They were targeting him every time down the floor in the pick and roll. Like I said, Bam is a very versatile player, so he can be put in different positions on the floor. And, you know, they he just couldn't do anything. In addition to that, in the third quarter, when we elected to go with DeAndre Jordan, even though we saw it didn't work early in the game, we saw Paul Reed come in, and Paul Reed had nine rebounds in 13 minutes. Even Charles Bassey, finally, everybody was calling for him. He got in at the end of the game. He had two rebounds in five minutes. Two rebounds in five minutes for Bassey. Nine rebounds in 13 minutes for Paul Reed. And DeAndre Jordan only had two rebounds in 17 minutes. Like I said, he got cooked on defense. Um, and, and the second chance points for Miami were just exponentially better because, you know, they were all crashing the glass. And DeAndre's a little bit too old, man. He can't do anything. Um, so Doc elected to go with DeAndre Jordan. He did not adjust. And he elected to rock with him. And it definitely hurt us in the end. Uh, we got out-rebounded by 10. We just had no paint presence at all. I even remember one play in the third quarter because we at one point we were getting out-rebounded 13-4 to in the third quarter. Doc did not want to adjust that at all. I understand why he elected to go with DJ to begin the game, and I understand, you know, at least trying it. But, you know, at, at one point you have to realize this is not working, and your team was in the game, and then in that third quarter the Heat just went on a run, and, and we didn't really do much about it. Um, and Bassey and Reed definitely have a lot more athleticism. You saw Paul Reed come right in, match that of Bam Adebayo. Of course, the foul trouble is a concern, but you have to try to rock with it because Paul Reed is the only guy. In fact, he's a similar type of player to Bam Adebayo in terms of the athleticism uh, and the speed. And I, you know, I don't understand why he didn't even try that to begin the game. But anyway, um, you know, we we kept DeAndre Jordan in and we just we lost it all. We lost all our momentum. Uh, and then after the game, Doc Rivers was asked about the entire situation. This made it 10 times worse. Here's what he had to say. Um, quote, we like DJ. We're going to keep starting him whether you like it or not. Now, um, I'm, I've had it. I've, I'm over my boiling point in terms of getting mad at Doc Rivers. If you remember, uh, after the last regular season game, when he went on the whole Paul Reed victory tour thing, um, <clears throat> at that point, I was like, you know what? I, I'm done with Doc Rivers regardless of whether we win or lose. I just can't stand the arrogance and the stubbornness anymore. Um, now, I will give him credit. Last series, he, he coached pretty well for majority, you know, even though we slipped a little bit. He, he outcoached Nick Nurse, in my opinion. Um, but it's just arrogance that is going to cost us. There's no way that any objective person can look at that game last night and say that DeAndre Jordan is the better player to go with. No, it has to be Paul Reed, maybe Bassey, maybe Millsap. I don't know, but, you know, no offense to DJ, and I don't think Sixers fans are necessarily mad at him. It's just why do we keep trying the same thing? Even in a regular season, you could have got Bassey more playing time. But no, you elected to go with DJ, and you see it's not paying dividends. Um, in addition to that, <clears throat> Doc Rivers said that, um, you know, he talked to his guys. Quote, we talked to our guys. They wanted a big guy, a roller. We also love Paul, but also don't want him in foul trouble. And then in addition to that, he said at halftime, that he talked to his guys, and they wanted DeAndre Jordan to stay in, which I, I have a hard time believing 
that any coach would go to his guys and ask that. And if they see that DeAndre is not performing well, why would they want him in? Obviously, Reed at a much younger age is going to bring a lot more. Um, and it's just one of those mind-numbing things. But, you know, it's just who Doc Rivers is. He goes with the older guys, his guys, his vets. And uh, it's going to cost us if he keeps playing DeAndre Jordan. Even J.J. Redick chimed in on first take. A guy who was with those Doc Rivers Clippers with DeAndre Jordan who saw him in his prime, the Lob City. And he said, DeAndre Jordan, as much as I love him, a dear friend, at this point I don't think he should be starting in a playoff game. Start Paul Reed and go small. You know, I thought at times we might see Niang at the five, right, or, or try different things, which we did at one point. Um, but even J.J. Redick is saying DeAndre cannot cut it. So, <clears throat> I mean, I think Doc Rivers is the last person that just doesn't realize at this point, like, you know, Last time it took everybody just harping on Doc for him to play Paul Reed. Maybe it'll happen again. I don't know. But uh, DeAndre was a huge negative in this game. And both times in the first and third quarter when DeAndre was in, and in the third quarter, he was in for like eight minutes. And and it completely costed us, and we just lost it all, man. Um, and we just never got that mojo back, um, especially in a game where we were, we were neck and neck to, you know, start off. We brought great energy in the second. I thought our defense really stepped up. We were putting pressure on Miami. They came out of the gate full court pressing us. Um, <clears throat> and when you look at a guy like James Harden, he had 16 points on 13 attempts from the field, nine rebounds, five assists. Harden said he was going to try to be more aggressive. Uh, there's a couple ways I feel about Harden. You know, number one, I don't think 13 attempts is enough. I, I think that's unacceptable and he needs to be more aggressive and better. But at the same time, a lot of people are blaming Harden. Well, he's getting double teamed at the top every possession. And I knew this was going to happen. And this is a reason I said, you know, everybody thought it was like a given that we would steal one in Miami because of what happened in the regular season game where we beat them with our, um, you know, without our guys. And it's like, no, this is the playoffs. It's going to be hard to go into Miami and win one against a really good coach in Eric Spolstra. And I knew he was going to come right out of the gate, throw pressure at James Harden and, you know, try to make him defer and see who else could beat us. And I thought Harden did an okay job of getting his guys involved. You know, he finished with five assists. And really, you know, part of it was the Miami defense, like I said earlier, but but more of it was also we were just missing wide open shots. Harden could have probably had 15 assists in this game. Um, but he does have to be more aggressive scoring. He has to get to the line. He went four for four from the line. That's unacceptable. In a game without Joel Embiid, he needs to step it up and be more aggressive. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it's just going to be tough because – the Heat are constantly throwing doubles and traps at James Harden. They're not going to let him get anything off. And, you know, he tried to get Maxie going, and Maxie had a cold night. Even though he had 19, he definitely struggled. He couldn't hit a shot. Uh, like I said, Danny Green, Niang's of the world. They need to play much better. Uh, Shake Milton didn't really give us anything off the bench. Furgon gave us nine, but it, a lot of it was in garbage time. Um, and, and that's one other thing I wanted to point out, you know, it really strikes me like I understand Doc was trying to do different things, but here in game one of the second round, it's like we were running an open training camp. You know, we played every guy on the roster with the exception of Jaden Springer. We ran 13 deep, I believe. 13. In game one of the second round, it's like we're throwing things at the wall, seeing what sticks, but like, you, like don't you have that figured out? Like, we're going to need to have an identity even without Joel Embiid, and we can't just be playing every guy. I mean, I saw lineups of Thibault, Korkmaz and Shake and, you know, Niang and Thibault. Like, there were just so many different combinations. And it's like, I feel like we didn't have a plan for that. I really feel like we didn't. And we were just trying and, and seeing what happened. 
Um, but other than that, you know, the, the Sixers, I thought one aspect they needed to capitalize on was the fast break, the transition points. They did not. Uh, Miami did a good job of stopping us in the half court. Um, and, and the Sixers need to move the ball well. They need to penetrate that first layer of the Heat defense. Uh, I thought at points we did that, but eventually the Heat stepped up in the third quarter. We couldn't even get a shot off. There were a couple shot clock violations, um, and we just couldn't get it done. We couldn't get it done. And the Heat, you know, Bam Adebayo was just having a field day down there in the paint, and they're, they're switching everything. You know, they're having different guys uh, handle the ball. And and the scary thing is they didn't even shoot that well. They didn't play to their top level. And, you know, Adebayo had 24. Tyler Hero was the leading scorer with 25 off the bench. Um, and, you know, that's what he's going to do. He's six-man of the year. He's been great, and he's just hitting shots off the dribble. And I didn't really see one guy that could really stop anybody on defense with the exception of Tobias Harris. I got to give Toby credit, by the way. I know we didn't talk about him. Uh, he had 27 points in this game. He significantly outplayed Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler only had 15. He didn't have to be great. Uh, but Tobias, I'm really proud of, stepped it up on both ends of the floor. We're going to need to continue to see that. Um, he, again, decisive with the ball, you know, taking his opportunities where they are given. Um, he went 11 for 18. I thought Tobias had a great game um, and really kept us afloat for a lot of this game. Harden needs to step up. Maxi needs to step up. Uh, Tobias was the only one who held his weight last night uh, on defense as well, playing Jimmy Butler pretty well. But, you know, overall, it's going to be very tough to try to steal one. We need to try to win game two. The problem is I think Miami is going to adjust now. And when we look forward, you know, we go down two to nothing and B comes back. Like I said in a preview, will he even be 100% when he comes back? Those are the main questions we need to ask. And we, you know, it's just uncertain right now. So I'm definitely worried about this. Uh, Doc's stubbornness is going to cost us again. Like he said, you know, whether we like it or not, we're going to see more of DeAndre Jordan. Um, and at that rate, I, I, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to dig ourselves out of this hole. It really, really does suck the injury factor, but it's what we're dealing with right now. Hopefully we come out and shoot much better next game, but we just have to wait and see what happens. Those are my thoughts. Give me all of yours down below in the comments section. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll be live again Wednesday for the next game. Be sure to tune in. Appreciate you so much. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And like always, I will catch you on the next one. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.